Good evening. And again, I want to thank you for watching. And uh, as we give folks a, a minute to log on here, uh, like I said last night, I am trying to record a couple of these at a time in case something comes up or I'm not able to be on at 8 o'clock, that this will still be here for you. And that I will look over the comments, the prayer requests, and probably watch the video with you. Um, but I really hope that these help through the holiday seasons. And I know people are busy, and, and I'm busy, and, and there's just so much going on. But really wanted to make these devotions available to you. Um, not that I think my words can help or that my opinions matter, but just taking a few minutes to open up the Word of God and just talk about it and pray over it, I think that's really, really important. Uh, and so if I think things are right, as I, I think they are, <laughs> um, this should be Wednesday night. And so I want to just take a minute and pray for you that your holiday gatherings that your family relationships would be honoring to God, that there would be peace in your homes, and that you would get an opportunity to share the gospel. And so if you're watching this, I'm going to open us in prayer tonight. Father, I come to you tonight thankful for who you are, for how much you love us. Lord, I'm thankful for Jesus and just who he is. Lord, I'm thankful for the Spirit, Lord, as he works and moves in our hearts. Lord, I pray for each family that is watching this tonight as they are possibly traveling or and hopefully not driving. Uh, Lord, if they are um, cooking, getting ready for their gatherings tomorrow, Lord, that you would be with them. You'd cause the anxieties that can come from family gatherings. Lord, that you would give them peace tomorrow. Lord, repair relationships that are broken. Protect relationships that could be damaged. But Father, help us to share Jesus and his love through our words and actions as we gather together with the people that we love. And so, Father, I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk to you from the 24th chapter of Job. And I want to talk to you about something that I think all of us could agree with. And that is the sinfulness of the world around us. Job begins to talk tonight. Uh, about the problems in the world, the problems around him. And I want to read this to you tonight, and it'll sound very fitting to what we are watching in our nation as well. Starting in verse 1, it says, Since times are not hidden from the Almighty, why do those who know him see not his days? Some remove landmarks. They seize flocks violently and feed on them. They drive away the donkey of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox as a pledge. They push the needy off the road. All the poor of the land are forced to hide. Now, this is really important tonight because many times we look at the world and we look at people burning down businesses and being murdered in the street and and corruption and wickedness in every form of government and almost every business um, that's in the world today. But God wants you to know, and Job reminds of this, this here, that since times are not hidden from the Almighty, Job is just saying that God has seen everything that happens. 
There are no activities that go on that God did not see. You say, well, Jake, God has just turned a blind eye to our problems. God has turned a blind eye to our situation. That's not true. God sees it. God knows that you've been wronged. God knows that you've been hurt. God knows what is going on in the secret back rooms of Washington or Springfield or your local community. He knows that. And Job's answer is this. How do people who claim to know God think that they can get away with it? And that's my challenge to you tonight, is if you love God, know that he sees every moment of your life. He sees the good, he sees the bad. He sees the spiritual highs and the spiritual lows. He sees the victories and he sees the sinful moments. But tonight, don't give up because God also sees those things that have been done to you. Those things that you don't understand why God has allowed. He just begins to list a few of them. And I want to reference them and how that applies, I believe, to our day today. Some remove landmarks. They seize flocks violently and feed on them. The Bible tells us, do not remove the ancient landmarks. What it's talking about is corrupt landowners. And they would move these stones before the days of satellites and GPSs to encompass more ground or a river that they wanted. They were doing things for personal gain that weren't right. And friends, how many times do we see that today? A politician will make a law that applies to you and me, but doesn't apply to them. How many times over the last year and a half when we've told, been told that we can't meet in our church buildings, we couldn't worship together without masks on, or we shouldn't sing in the choir, but yet some politician that had made the rules would be at an indoor birthday party with no mask. And so it's just that identity of hypocrisy, how you and I are not allowed to trade stocks on inside information, but yet politicians and their spouses get wealthy because they buy stock based on the laws they're going to pass. And Job says God sees it and it ain't going to go unpunished. But also in verse three, we see here, they drive away the donkey of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox as a pledge. You see, the Bible says that real religion is this, to care for widows and orphans. And what he says here is people are taking care of orphans and they're not taking care of the widows. And so what he says here is there is coming a time and it was even going on there when the most vulnerable were being taken advantage of. I want you to think about this. What is the most helpless human being on the planet? One, an unborn child in a mother's womb. You say, Jake, don't you go getting political. I'm not political. When it comes to the topic of abortion and the sanctity of human life, God's word speaks clearly. There is no indication from the scriptures that would ever justify the murder of a child in the womb. The Bible even says that if you kill a pregnant woman on accident or by choice, then you're guilty of two murders. The Bible says that before God ever formed you, he knew you. And so of the 60 million babies 
that have been murdered in America, God knew every one of their names. God had created them fearfully and wonderfully and had given them a purpose. You say, I don't believe that, Jake. They're not viable. They are viable when God created them. And so think about it. Think about the second most helpless group of people, someone who is aged and is no longer able to care for themselves. And God says those two groups of people should be cared for. But then the third group he talks about here is to push the needy off the road. He's talking here about those who are financially in difficult. They are financially hurting. Now, tonight I want to be very clear here. The Bible tells us where to give and to give generously to the poor, to help those who can't work. But the Bible never teaches us that we should support those who won't work. I've heard people say over and over again, well, Jesus said just give, 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 and they want your tonic, they want your uh, cloak, all these things. But yet he also, through the writers of the New Testament, said, if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. And so how is a person supposed to be giving all of their stuff to someone who chooses not to work? If yet the Bible says just give, 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 and never stop. That's where I think you have to interpret the Bible together not just the parts you like. And so tonight, if you're like me and you get upset with politicians or you get upset by those people who are being taken advantage of or you're upset by the poor because they won't be cared for or some people have ruined it for others, know that you're not alone. Job was right there with you and God sees and God knows. And so tonight, you just keep praying that God would make all things right you just keep praying that God would save and work in people's lives and trust that God can serve it all out when he's ready. As always, I pray that you will have a wonderful night. I pray that God will bless you in your Thanksgiving celebrations. And please be thankful for the many blessings that God willingly gives to you and I.